0: to you, O Lord. Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly, I tell you, Unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. I have a a love-hate relationship with salt. I love salt. I love it on popcorn, I love it on pretzels, I love it in taffy, salted caramel, I love salt, and yet hypertension crept in and has forced me to resist reaching across the table to grab that shaker and salt liberally the food on my plate, anyone else have that problem? A few weeks from today, I'm going to have a love-hate relationship with light. I am excited about Daylight Savings, right? It extends our afternoons and evenings in light, which I love. I hate losing an hour of sleep to get that light, though. That love-hate relationship, it's always with us. You may have similar love-hate relationships in your own experiences of salt and light. So when Jesus says to the crowd, gathered to listen to the Sermon on the Mount, he confronts them with this complicated challenge. You are the salt of the earth, he says. You are the light of the world, he tells them. In no uncertain terms, Jesus says to them what they are, not what they're like, what they could strive to be, but rather what they are, salt and light. Now, salt, among its many, many uses, changes the taste of food. It's used effectively to enhance the ingredients, right, of bread, of Um, of vegetables, of soups, you name it. How many of you have ever made pole house chocolate chip cookies that you admit to and forgot to put the salt in? I've done it. And you know what? They're not very good. All of those ingredients are typically delicious, right? Eggs, butter, chocolate chips. Don't mix in the salt and it changes them dramatically. That's what you are says Jesus. You are what makes all of the other ingredients make sense. When we think about the background in which Jesus is is teaching the people at the foot of the Sermon on the Mount, largely Jesus is speaking to a, a broken community, beat down and held back, restrained under the empire's rule, the Roman empire's rule, the religious leaders' corruption, and suspicions about anyone whom they believed to be other on the outside, the infirmed, the lame, the the foreigner, the widower, the the widowed, the orphaned, the impoverished, all of those others. And here Jesus pronounces them, they are salt, they are light in that context, against the backdrop of, of cultural darkness and and social environment which clearly left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Jesus says, "You are here to make a difference." What did Jesus mean then by saying that you are salt, you are light? You know, there's a whole new world that's opened up in the past decade or so called social networking, right? Social media Just out of curiosity, how many of you have have gotten onto Facebook and used Facebook to stay in touch with friends and family? I know there's a whole lot more of you than just raised your hand, but... So the next question probably doesn't even need to be asked. Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. There's a whole bunch of apps out there for being able to, to express oneself. There are increasingly more and more audiences that seek to be entertained through this media, or informed, or instructed, or, or given suggestions about things in their lives, just about anything, really, has developed and come across in this social media world. Well, in that world, there are people who use these platforms that are called influencers. Have you heard that term? Influencers, these are people who, who not always in the most favorable way, try to influence others, try to make suggestions or enhance their life, or really um, to influence them in any way possible. So Jesus tells the crowd that they are salt of the earth and light for the world. By extension then, as followers of Jesus, Jesus is telling you and me the same thing. In other words, Jesus is telling us that we are influencers. Salt influences the way we experience food. Light influences the way we view our surroundings, right? So followers of Jesus, then, influence the way God's love is experienced in this world. What's truly impressive about what Jesus is saying to the crowd who's sitting there or standing there listening to him as he teaches them, is that these people are beat down. They are downtrodden. They've lost hope. They've been held back. They've been buckled under for generations of opposition from both the outside world but also within their own world, within the, the leadership that was otherwise supposed to be responsible to bring them into God's light. Even in this Jesus' teachings, it's not offering a military solution or a call to arms to incite violent revolution, which many at the time were hoping for in the Messiah, that they would lead a rebellion against the people of Rome. Instead, what Jesus is inciting is a revolution of the heart, a revelation of the way not only we see ourselves and experience ourselves in relationship to God, but how we experience the world in relationship to God. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets, he says. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. Jesus' admonition, then, when against breaking the laws and teachings of the prophets and furthermore, influencing others to do the same, is often accepted as a license for those of us who claim to uphold the laws and the prophets to become judge and jury over others. But that was not Jesus' point. The revolution of the heart is what Jesus is after. It's what he's talking about, and the laws and the teachings of the prophets become the foundation for how that happens. It begins by being deeply personal and individualized as you come to know God. And we assume that we can do that here in the context of our worship and our praise, our prayers, our thanksgiving, our receiving of the sacrament. And then, as intended, this revolution of the heart branches out and is broadly expressed by the community steeped not in judgment, never in judgment, and more of that beat down is already felt by so many, but uplifted by the love of God. That love of God that transforms your heart and my heart and the heart of God's people in Christ Jesus, just as God intends. We are light. We are salt. We are then influences, influencers in this world, influencers of God's love. Each expression of kindness, each expression of generosity, of of thoughtfulness, of compassion, of forgiveness, and each expressed moment of peace which surpasses all human understanding, which we hear in the scriptures, all of this shines on the nature of God in Christ Jesus. And just as salt influences flavors, you and I bring out the God flavors all around us. Our goal in life is to have a love-love relationship with salt, with light, and certainly with one another in God's love. Amen.